Hello Gasheads and welcome to this Gascast Scout Report episode for Saturday's game against Doncaster at the Keepmoat Stadium. I'm your host Kaz May and I'm happy to say I'm joined by Doncaster fan Daniel Nice. Welcome Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, all good thanks, are you? Yeah, good thank you. So Bristol Rovers have struggled to get off to a good start so far in this campaign. We have gained one point in the last two league games and although their opposition was tough, our performances leave much to be desired. The Gas also failed to win their two cup matches prior to the league restart, meaning we have struggled to build any momentum. The pressure is already mounting on manager Ben Garner, who is desperate to get a win under his belt. Our upcoming opponents, Doncaster, are so far unbeaten in the league, with a draw against MK Dons and an impressive 3-1 win against recently relegated Charlton Athletic. So, Dan, not a bad start for Doncaster so far. What are your early impressions of your team as it stands? What style of play has manager Darren Moore integrated? Yeah, I guess a worrying thing from your perspective is we look like we've picked up where we left off last season. So we had a very solid team and towards the end we were winning a lot more games and actually as the season was going on we were getting better and better. So I actually thought the break would be a bad thing. Um, but from what I've seen so far, we look, we're look we playing exactly the same way, so the same formation, which is basically a 4-2-3-1. Um, he occasionally chucks another attacker in there and it becomes a bit of a 4-1-4-1 um, but based around Anderson and Wright at the back two very tall uncompromising centre-backs not much gets past them and then Ben Whiteman just sits in front um, spraying passes he does the donkey work as well so I think Whiteman's probably the best midfielder in the division from what I've seen the last couple yeah, of years. Wow. It's a strong statement that. <laughs> yeah, I think others would argue, but um, I think he's subject to multi-million pound bids as we speak, so hopefully he'll still be here come Saturday. But um, yeah, he sort of epitomises us really, because he's hard working, but he's very good on the ball. So we're happy to sort of defend, but when we get the ball, we're quite lively coming forward. So it's quite a good combination when it all comes together but I mean weirdly enough in the first game MK Dons played us off the park um, we were quite lucky to get a point in the end even though we were one nil up for about two minutes to go so um, we're far from unbeatable if that makes sense. That's slightly promising for us then because we look very beatable at the moment and it's a bit of a worry Um so you said about your your player that Ben Whiteman's had interest did you say so is it is it a possibility that he might not be here for Saturday? Um, I think he's had speculation all the way um, and he didn't appear in the first League Cup game which I didn't think was a good sign but I think he had a genuine injury so um, Barnsley have put in a few bids but their managers come out and said a few things you know a few weird comments about Whiteman would be one for the future and if he looks to sign him I mean he would get into most championship teams I would think so I think saying something like that, if he's your number one target, isn't really going to sort of attract him to go. But I've heard Derby and Blackburn were interested as well. So I think he will go at some point, but he's quite a loyal person by the sounds of it. He was released by Man United as a kid. Um, Then he was at Sheffield United and he never got a game there. So we're the first club that's sort of took him in and he plays every game and he's captain now as well. So I think he appreciates... Um, regular football but it would definitely play at a higher level before too long we just have to hope we get there with him in the team I think 
Yeah, I guess like there's only about two weeks left of the transfer window. So it's, it's two ways of looking at it, really. You want to you want him if he's going to leave to leave with plenty of time for you to replace him. So, you know, we'll be hoping, as Gas said, that he's not there for Saturday, but we'll see what happens. Um, OK, so taking the cup games into account, too, you have so far conceded five goals. That's three less than we have, at least. Have any of these been a worry for you defensively? What can we expect from your defence as a whole? Um, yeah, well, the first game we were at Blackburn in the League Cup and for some reason it got moved forwards a week. So we played a week ahead of everyone else, at which point we had quite a few injuries and he hadn't made any of his signings at that point. So we pretty much had a bare 11 and the youth team on the bench. Um, and Blackburn were not long out of their championship season. So I thought we might get a bit of a pace in there. But actually we were 2-1 up with about 20 minutes to go. And then I think we totally ran out of steam. Um, but three of the goals we've conceded were in that game. So, again, if you take that out, we had a clean sheet in that trophy that I always forget what it's called, um, the midweek. Uh, it changes random... name all the time, doesn't it? Leasing.com, I think it is at the moment, but don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I think so. We drew nil-nil in that. And then in the two league games, we've conceded one goal in each. Um, and again, looking back to last season, we conceded 33 and 34. So we were under a goal a game. And this year, we've set out on that path. So although Darren Moore likes to play good football, um, I don't know if you remember him as a player, but he was a pretty big, uncompromising centre-back. Um, and his team's very much in that style. So he sets it up around the defence. Um, so, yeah, if you take that Blackburn game out, I'd say we looked pretty much like we did last year, which was very solid in most games. And then we had the odd hiccup, but pretty few and far between them. Yeah, I remember last season you beat us 2-0 at home. Yeah, I think the home game we scored two early goals and then saw it out quite comfortably. And the away game, we never really looked like winning that, but we scored two late goals. Um yeah, well, if you say that it's going to be the same as last year, I'm going to put a bet on 2-0 then <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> I think the away um, game sort of summed us up last year. We were quite happy to sort of defend and soak up pressure. Um, yeah, that was my birthday weekend, so thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> and coming um, forwards, we've got some decent players. So I think if it's 0-0 with 20 minutes to go, you, you fancy a sort of thing, which is not really like us because over the years, tend to be vulnerable at conceding late goals but uh, unless it's against us it seems <laughs> um so the Charlton result was an impressive one considering they had previously beaten fellow league one team Swindon and Crewe did you watch that game does the performance reflect the result do you think yeah it was a bit of a weird game because I think the first 20 minutes was a bit like the MK Dons game so they were passing it around us and we were sort of pen back a little bit but like in the first game, uh, Madrigal has whacked one in from distance. And after we scored, we looked a totally different team. So against MK Dons, we settled down quite well. But at Charlton, it just seemed to click into place after we scored. So from the point we scored the first and third goals, we played really well. Um, I think after we went 3-0 up, we pretty much just sat back then and probably invited danger. But... Um, yeah, the first 20 minutes, it looked like it was going to be a long afternoon. But after that, I think it was, you know, a pretty impressive win against a team I would 
expect to be right up there at the end. Yeah, so you feel like you sort of got out of second gear after the, the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think it is easy to forget we're quite a young side. So even the two centre-backs who the team's built around, they're only sort of 24, 25. Uh, Whiteman's only early 20s. Um, we've obviously got James Coppinger, who's been here longer than the rest of the team put together. But he can't actually get a game at the minute. So I guess in a way that shows how strong we are. But I think the average age of the team, um, we've got sort of John Taylor, who's late 20s, uh, Cops, who's 40 in January. But other than that, we're pretty sort of early to mid 20s. So I don't know, probably just playing away at a decent team. It just took us a little bit of time to get into it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I saw it and I thought it was an impressive result. I mean, I don't know, Charlton are obviously struggling you know with financial difficulties or or whatever this season so I I don't know what's going on behind the scenes but yeah I definitely expect them to be up there as well um they usually are aren't they so one player that you mentioned just then was that Magic Gomez I mean he scored three out of the last four games but he's not a striker is he he's a midfielder is that right yeah where are these goals coming from well it's funny because last season when we were actually allowed to go and watch like every game whoever I was sitting there I'd be like How's he not scored? Because he went through the whole season without a goal. Um, he'd have loads of shots. He'd always get in good positions, but never scored. Um, and I kept saying, surely he's going to score at some point, And it never came. And then this season, I think if you count pre-season, he scored four in five games. Um, and they're all pretty... I don't know if you saw his goal last Saturday, but it was on his wrong foot about 25 yards out. And he absolutely smacked it in the bottom corner um, with his right foot. Um, the other two have been quite long range with his left foot. So he's not afraid to have a shot. Um, but it's a weird one because I think he plays better when he's slightly deeper. Um, but last year, Moore played him as a number 10 or sort of out wide on the left. Um, so maybe that experience he got has sort of held him in good stead. But I thought last year, he couldn't really play number 10 because he didn't score any goals and we had plenty of players who could. Um, so it might just be that he's got a year under his belt. Um, he apparently he'd not scored a goal in senior football until the other week. So again, he's only fairly young. Um, he's been on Liverpool's books and Leeds, but never played a game. So he's perhaps just a youngster who's found his feet. And it's weird, isn't it, when they score one? it sort of flies in for a few weeks and he probably won't score again. But You never know. I mean, this could be where it's just clicked for him and then it's suddenly his season. So you say that he does, he, he can score a goal out of nowhere sometimes. I mean, one of our players that we would say is probably our biggest threat is our goalkeeper. I mean, he is way too good for League One. He's incredible. Ansi Chocola, um, he saves us from getting hammered more so than we do or should do anyway. <laughs> there isn't really anyone else that I would say is a threat to to any other teams in the league as it stands at the moment. We've just lost Johnson Clark-Harris to Peterborough and then we've brought in Brandon Hanlon as a replacement. But from what I could see, it's not a like-for-like like replacement. So is there anyone else alongside Gomez that we should be worried about? Not necessarily like a goal scorer, but like anyone that stands out defensively? Yeah, I think um, probably the unsung heroes of the team are our full-backs. Um, so Halliday and James. Um, last week, we were pretty much playing as wingers, um, with the wingers dropping back. So they're two who 
I think in the game at your place last year, it was Halliday who sort of went on a bit of a run and created the goal um, from right back. Um, but yeah, we're quite a strange side because at times we sit back quite deep and defend. Um, but coming forwards, we've got quite a lot of young sort of loanees. So there's a lad called Taylor Richards who we've got on loan from Brighton. Um, again, he looks like an attacker to me, but he got back and cleared one off the line against MK Dons, where our goalkeeper came rushing out and missed it. And he basically had an open goal just to tap it in. And he, he was the last one back to clear it off the line. Um, we've got another lad from Arsenal called Tyrese John Jules, who was on loan at Lincoln last year. And, and he again, scored, he, scored on the weekend, didn't he, against Charlton? Did I see yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, and again, it was one of them. There was nothing on, and he sort of nutmegged someone and smacked it in the top corner. So... I think Darren Moore's from his sort of spell at West Brom, he was loans manager for a couple of years. So he used to send all the West Brom kids out to clubs. So I think he's basically just got a good eye for a young player and he knows what to expect of them and they know they're going to get game time when they come. So we're a little bit unpredictable, um, but it's not a bad mix at League One because you don't really need to be consistent to, to win games, do you? No, exactly. It is a it's a funny odd league, actually. I mean, when you look at how Rovers played under Graham Coglin, we weren't exactly the best side. We were going two nil up early doors, and then backs against the wall for the for eighty minutes, and it got us up to fourth in the league. So, well, actually, we were second at Christmas, actually. Um, and then he left for Mansfield. Garner came in, and it was all downhill from there. But um, yeah, you don't necessarily have to play consistent attractive football to, to get somewhere in this league so um yeah it's definitely going to be a few surprises this season as say like Wickham was last season so this fixture it's become a fixture that most gas heads dread now as we have an appalling record against you I mean in the last eight league one head-to-heads between us Doncaster have won the last seven of them I mean you haven't been particularly kind to us either there's one season where you beat us 4-0 at home 4-1 <laughs> away I mean, you couldn't even let us win the Mickey Mouse Trophy in 2007. Do you expect your team to carry on this tradition this weekend? It's funny you should mention Wickham, because whenever we go there, we always lose in injury time. Like, whenever we play them, we like play them off the pitch, and then they beat us right at the end. Um, well, we were 2-0 up there with 10 minutes to go. Was it two seasons ago? We lost 3-2. They scored two, like, 25-yarders, and then a stoppage time winner. And, yeah, some teams just seem to have that effect on you, don't they? Um, which it looks like it is in this game as yeah. well. But I was looking back and, like, in those four years, we've actually had, like, four different managers. So we're normally quite stable when it comes to managers. So the fact that it's been different managers getting the results is quite a weird one. It's not like you've had one manager who, like, Gareth Ainsworth always seems to get one over us in that game. Um, but yeah, I remember that year when we come and won four nil. I mean, that was the Grant McCann season that we very nearly got promoted. Um, this team's totally different. So Grant McCann was, you know, we'll win five four and four three. We'd sort of outscored the opposition, but I think Darren Moore quickly realised that with John Marquis going, there wasn't an obvious goal scorer in the team. So if you concede less than a goal a game you're not going to lose too many so he's almost the opposite of of McCann but it's weird isn't it these 
things do tend to carry on. So hopefully it does on Saturday, but really it shouldn't have any bearing on the result if you look at it logically. But football is a bit strange when it comes to little voodoos. Absolutely. Another team for us is Accrington Stanley, who we can never seem to beat either. And it's always last minute winners for them. And it's just the most frustrating side. <laughs> I just cannot, I cannot even bear to think about how frustrating it is. But the weird um, thing about Accrington is they're everyone's bogey team, but they're yeah. never. So you think they should get promoted on that basis, but <laughs> they're always finished somewhere near the bottom somehow. Okay, so taking all of what you've seen so far into account, where do you realistically expect Doncaster to finish this season? I know it's early doors, but what's everyone sort of thinking where Doncaster would finish? What's the consensus around the fan base? Yeah, it's probably a tricky one because I think. We've got quite a small squad. So if you say, you know, if the 18 sort of players we've got at the minute stay fit, um, it could be quite similar to last year, which was with sort of a top 10 side. We could have got in the top six. I think if you looked at how the season was going, sort of Wickham were dropping off the edge of the cliff and we were in good form at the time. Um, So I think we might have had a bid for the top six. So I think there's no reason why we can't mix it among those sort of highly fancied teams like Ipswich and Sunderland and Portsmouth. But having said that, if you lose Ben Whiteman, for example, you lose the heartbeat of your team. And if you lose him on the day of the transfer window, like we did with Marquis, you've lost your best player and then suddenly you can't replace him either. So it's weird, isn't it, in League One? Like, I don't think it takes much to get on a bit of a run but it doesn't take much to not win a game for a while either. So I'd say with how we've set up at the minute, you you won't bet against us, um, certainly for a top 10 finish. Um, but I always think every year in League One, it's the same. So it's like, can you get your first point, which we did first game? Can you get your first win, which we did second game? Can you get to 10 points? Then it's like 20, 30, 40. Once you've got to 50, you're safe. And if you've got to 50 fairly quickly, happy days, and you can just have a go for promotion then. But you never seem to be too far off the top six or the bottom four, I never find. So unless you rock bottom or top of the league. Yeah, um, there was not long ago, was it a couple of seasons ago, where it was 13 teams in a relegation battle and only four weeks to go or something. It is. It can be a very, very close league, actually. Um, so as a fan then, obviously, if Doncaster were to do well this season, say you made the playoffs, I can't imagine the playoffs would be anywhere near the same. I know it's after March, but Wembley is hardly going to be full, is it? So would you rather sort of wait a season and then go up where you can witness every moment of it? Or would you take promotion with it even being behind closed doors? Um, well, we could stop the season now, I think, because we're in the top six. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> Wickham seemed to, I don't know how it worked out, but they got up because uh, it's like, well, we were in the top two for a bit um, and ended up in the playoffs. But I know I think it was, was it six teams separated by one point? But Yeah, they, the, well, Wickham finished eighth and then they worked it out on points per game, which meant Peterborough slipped out of the playoffs. It was all very controversial, wasn't it? But, but even so, like if, say we get promoted this season, We've not got a squad that's, you know, it's not like we could go to a championship and buy many players. So we're a bit like Wickham. 
on Saturday, you'll get, I think you get hammered most weeks because, you know, like Rotherham got up and they were fairly average um, and they always go up and come down and it's like they're going to go up. They've not got any money. So the championship now has become like a mini Premier League, hasn't it? So I think the teams in League One and League Two, even if you get promoted, you've got nothing. You know, there's no gate receipts for a year, is there? There's no TV money filters down. The Premier League clubs will go out and spend another 50 million on a left back no one's ever heard of, uh, which would keep the game going, wouldn't it, in the lower leagues? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's definitely a, a strange, it's going to be a strange season. Um, and then, yeah, I just don't know if, it, if it's Rovers and they end up in the top six or whatever, if, if I'll feel the same as I normally would because I'm not there and I always want to be there as a fan to witness every every single one of these special moments because I've never seen that happen before. I've never seen us get promoted to the championship. So for me, like I would want to be there. Um, but it is, yeah, it's definitely a, a really sore subject for a lot of us loyal football fans. Um, so score predictions then for this weekend. What are you feeling in your heart? What do you think is going to happen? Um, well, I think... We tend to have tight games. Um, I think it's hard not to fancy us, really, looking at all the evidence and weighing it up. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not usually that confident, but we're usually pretty decent at home. So I'll I'll perhaps go for a 2-1 home win. Um, But again, it's one of those, whatever the result is, it doesn't really surprise you in League One. But you'd like to think we'll have a bit of confidence and... Um, but again, without your home fans there, if you do struggle, like the first game, it was almost like MK Dons were the home team and we were sort of hanging on in there. So I think it's actually favouring playing away at the minute, as weird as it sounds. But um, yeah, I'll probably go for 2-1. Very kind, giving us that that one goal. I mean, <laughs> for me, I can't see I can't see us scoring. Um, I think just, you know, when you see two very poor performances, you just lose all faith that you're ever going to win a game again. So I'm going to go for a 2-0, like we said earlier on with uh, last season, it carrying on with the 2-0 uh, trend that you've got going on against us. So I'm going to go with that and I hope that I'm wrong. Yeah, I've played two teams that should be right up there, haven't you? So, I mean, if you've got a point at Sunderland, I'd say if you play however you did up there defensively, that would probably hold you in good stead. But Well... They were absolutely all over us. If you look at the stats, I think it was like 73% possession to them. So like uh, how we managed to scrape a draw from that is is unbelievable. But uh, just a bit of luck, I think, that one. But I'll take it because, like you said, they are two tough teams that are expected to be up there. And uh, I expect fully expect Doncaster to be up there as well, to be honest. So we actually have had a really difficult start to the season in the first three league games. So can only get better from here, eh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, It's been great talking to you, Dan. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, Gasheads. If you enjoyed this, please like, leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to Gascast Podcast across all social media platforms. Up the gas.